are the promises of God that are presented in the Old Testament valid for the New Testament church today? I had a very serious trial happen to me in 1975 when I owned my business, American Indian Arts, in Dallas, Texas. One day, I saw a pudgy little man coming toward my store. He was dressed in a suit and tie, had a Stetson hat, and wore cowboy boots. And the thing I really noticed the most about him, he had a tie clasp on his tie that was handcuffs. He came in the store and he said, Little lady, do you know a man named Settles? And I said, No, I don't believe I do. He said, Well, he knows you. He is suing you for a million dollars. And I was just shocked. Not only did I not know this man, I had probably a total of $2,000 in my bank account. It was so ridiculous. I just couldn't even take it seriously. This man identified himself as a deputy sheriff, handed me some legal papers and said, you have to appear in court on a certain day to answer these charges. And he said, if you don't appear in court, you'll be arrested. Well, that kind of woke me up. And he left my shop. I went into the office area, and I just couldn't get over how silly all this was. I took the legal papers and just threw them on a shelf and basically forgot about it. And then it occurred to me that if you don't answer these charges, you could lose your business, you could lose all your merchandise. So I called a lawyer, and he said, of course I'll represent you. For the next two or three months, Gordon filled papers out to answer the charges and filed them with the legal court in Dallas. But every week or two, I would get a bill from the law firm. It would be $2,000 one week, and then it would be $3,000. At that rate, I knew I would be back in debt. God had shown me to get out of debt and stay out of debt. And I ran my business on a cash-only basis, meaning I didn't borrow money to buy merchandise. I went out to the reservations, took the money that I had, and purchased the merchandise from 
the money that I had. I did not go in debt to run the business. I knew that these legal fees would ruin me. So I began praying about it, of course, asking God what to do. I had Isaiah 54, 17 called to my attention. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. I had been born again maybe a month or two when this happened. So I began to reason this scripture. No weapon that's formed against thee will prosper. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Well, now I'm born again, so this promise should apply to me. As I thought on this scripture and examined it based on my situation, my faith grew and I believed this was a promise of God to the church today. Therefore, I could go to court without any human legal counsel and represent myself and stop the lawyer bills from eating up all of my business. But as a new Christian, I decided to go talk to my pastor and tell him what I was planning to do and get his counsel. I'd made an appointment with the pastor of the church I was attending. As I drove to the church, I was praying for God to give the pastor wisdom. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. When I got to the church building, I began to explain the situation to this pastor. And I showed him this scripture and said, based on this scripture, I have decided to go to court without any legal human counsel in order to stop the lawyer bills and save my business. He said, I perceive that you have the faith to do this this way. 
that confirmed the situation to me at that point in time. I called my lawyer and I explained to Gordon that I am now a Christian. And this is what Isaiah 54:17 tells me. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. This is a weapon formed against me, this lawsuit. The cost of the legal bills is going to put me back in debt, and God has told me to get out of debt and stay out of debt. And I am out of debt, but I won't be out of debt very long at the rate we are going with the legal bills. So based on this promise, I have decided to stop your work, the attorney's work, and go to court without any human legal counsel. Gordon was horrified. He said, oh, Joan, you can't do this. You don't realize how evil the courts are today. I said, Gordon, this verse of Scripture says no weapon that's formed against me will prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment, I will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And I am now a born-again Christian, a servant of the Lord. And my righteousness is of God. So, if the Bible is true, this lawsuit cannot prosper against me. If the Bible is simply a book about God, a history book, then I don't want anything more to do with the Bible. But if the Bible is true, and if these promises are valid for us today, it's time for me to prove it. And this is a good situation to use to prove the Bible. Gordon was speechless. So I told him, I said, as of today, Gordon, don't do anything more. Just stop. I will pay what I owe you, but just stop doing any more work. He left my business that day, and I'm sure he was just shaking his head. He worked for a very big law firm in downtown Dallas. They had all of the 28th floor of Bryan Towers, so they had many lawyers. Of course I was terrified. And at night, I would record promises of God from the Bible onto a cassette tape 
And when I went to bed, I would play that tape to strengthen me and encourage me. And when I woke up during the night, I would turn the cassette tape over and play the other side. It was approximately six weeks before we were to go to court. This man was suing two or three other dealers of American Indian arts and even the Better Business Bureaus of Dallas and Fort Worth, claiming that we had conspired against him to try to keep him from doing business in Dallas. He would come to Dallas and rent a motel room and sell Indian jewelry and advertise that he was selling it at less 70 percent. In 1975, Indian jewelry was very popular in the United States all over. So there were several people who came to big cities like Dallas and sold their merchandise from motel rooms. The Dallas Morning News had asked me to write an article for consumers on how to protect yourselves in purchasing American Indian artwork. And he was basing his charge against me on the article that I had written for the Dallas Morning News. During that time, God would call scriptures to my attention. I would take those scriptures and write them out on a note card and keep them with me day and night and think about them in order to build my faith. And then, as I have already told you, I took all the scriptures that I had been given, which were about 14, and recorded them on a cassette tape on both sides of a cassette tape, just repeating the scriptures over and over. It was a very scary time. Six days before we were scheduled to go to court for the trial, the phone rang and it was the lawyer for the man who was suing me. And he said, since you do not have a lawyer, I felt obligated to call you to tell you our client has dropped all charges and there will be no trial. And he said, we tried to get him not to sue you. He had no grounds to file a lawsuit against you. And we tried to get him not to do that. But he was like a madman and would not listen to us. Then all of a sudden, he dropped all charges. And I said, well, did he drop all charges against everybody or just me? He said, no, he cut everybody loose. It was over. And of course, 
a great relief. There's one thing I forgot to tell you is after I told Gordon to stop working on the case, about two weeks later, Gordon came into my shop and said, Joan, we have decided to try your case without any further legal expense. Now, what's going on here? I didn't hear Gordon mention God, and yet one week it's going to cost me about $10,000 more to try the case. And the next week they're going to do it for free. Who's behind this? Is this a blessing from God? Or is this something else? So I turned to God and asked him what he wanted me to do about this proposal of free legal service. A scripture was called to my attention to show me what to do. And it's in Genesis 14. The king of Sodom came to Abraham and said, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. They'd been in a battle. And Abram said unto the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abram rich. I knew God was showing me, don't take this free legal service. When I read the story of Abram refusing to take anything from the world, I said to God, that's the way I want to live. I want my possessions and wealth to come from you, not from worldly people. So I called Gordon and told him I could not take the free legal service. And I continued with the plan to represent myself. After I had been notified there was not going to be any trial and the charges had all been dropped against me. One day, Gordon came into my shop and he said, I wanted to talk to you because we have discussed your case over and over throughout our law firm. And we have decided that what you said would happen, happened. And I wanted you to know that. I wasn't trying to prove anything to anybody but me.
But I was glad Gordon had come in and shared with me that they believed this scripture was what happened. The Bible is not just about God. The Bible contains examples to show us what to do in trials of this life. It encourages us to go in the way of God. And the many promises in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament are from God and are promises for us today. In closing, I would just like to present Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 from the Old Testament. Because many times I have seen that the information in this verse of Scripture is the way to go. God said to Joshua in Joshua 1, 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I had been doing that since I was born again, and this court trial is an exact example of taking the Word of God and meditating on it and figuring out, yes, this applies to me today. Therefore, no weapon formed against me will prosper. And every tongue that would rise against me in judgment, I have the power to condemn. This is the heritage of these servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Isaiah 54, verse 17. The promises God makes to us Jesus says, the word we hear from God, that we act upon that word, the gates of hell, will not prevail against the word that comes down from above. That's in Matthew 16, verse 13 through 17. From the time this happened in 19... 76 until this day no promise of God has ever failed me I've gone through many battles I've never seen any scripture fail when God reminds me of a scripture and I think on that scripture and live by that scripture The gates of hell cannot prevail against that direction, just like it says in Joshua chapter 
1 verse 8. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.